Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today I am so excited. I have a special guest today and we met a few weeks ago when we were in London doing our launch for Female Fusion in London. And she used to be a resident of the UAE and has returned to London and created her own business called Scent London. And today I'm so pleased to welcome Hayley Mack to the show. Welcome Hayley. Thank you so much, Jen. It's lovely to be here. And thank you for having me at the event in London. Um, there were so many amazing women there with such amazing stories. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed connecting um, with everyone there. So thank you. You're welcome. Do you know, I love it when um, when we get female entrepreneurs in a room. And it is just so incredible to see what everybody creates and hearing about their business. And I always find that I end up going away thinking, wow, I cannot believe like what everybody, what everybody has created. So that was um, a really beautiful experience. And I loved meeting you. And I remember when we met, I said to him like, Haley, I need to get you on the, the podcast. And I think what Everybody hears this podcast, they're going to know why I wanted to have you you on the podcast. So before we jump in, um, mm-hmm. you have a business called Scent London. You created yep. it in the pandemic and many really fascinating businesses were born out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody mm-hmm. about Scent London and what you do exactly. Okay, so Scent London, as you said, was born... Um, because of the pandemic, I suppose. It really allowed me time to slow down, uh, think inwardly and not be in kind of the rat race of um, what I was previously doing, which we're probably going to. But um, for me, St. London was very much about building a brand uh, first, totally. Secondary was was product um, and a brand that really connected creative um, minds, thinkers, um and um basically just brought something completely unique as you uh, to the candle market obviously um it's a candle brand but um it started very much um with experimenting at home um i kind of exhausted uh, at home fitness classes and and keeping myself busy that way and i love candles they were almost like a ritual in my in kind of like my daily pickup um and yeah I kind of just experimented and and the first kind of efforts of making candles were terrible absolutely shocking (laughs) Um, and um but I kind of thought beyond beyond the candles and 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 how I could spark joy or a sense of nostalgia in people's lives through a visual kind of product um so then yeah we kind of well, I landed on um, a collectible um, type of interior that was also a functional candle, um, which then brought to life our kind of like strap line, which is a unique candle collectible. Um, and yeah, really started to get into work to build kind of my network, I suppose, um, of experts who could help me develop these amazing, amazing, amazing products. Um, all whilst thinking it. Brand um, marketing mind, I suppose. Yeah, I, I find it really interesting because when I speak with a lot of entrepreneurs, the phase that you're talking about, where you know you kind of get started, and you know you've got this idea that you want to create candles, but maybe some of them are a complete disaster in in the first place and not what you were looking at. Mm-hmm. How did you find those experts to help you? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck on mm-hmm. that, don't have the network, don't know where to go. How did you find? Mm-hmm those people that would help you 
Do you know what? When I look back at the journey of the amazing kind of team, I mean, I very much kind of handled the candle artistry um, side of the business and I've built experts in different fields for product development. But when I look back about how I found those people, I often get asked this, but it was all quite like divine timing um, and like right place, right time. Um, and I kind of did my research. I obviously found an incredible mold maker that worked in a museum um, in West London. And he was incredible. And it was, we, we met up and he did some work for me. Um, and then we, we started brainstorming and, and, and we really landed on this kind of anything is possible mentality. Um, and then he was like, right, you need to meet my friend who's this incredible 3D designer and sculpturist. And I was like, yes, like next day met him and connected some dots there. And honestly, it was just a, a networking relationship. That is, and oh, it all you know, just like gravitated towards me. And that's kind of how I know. And I always felt like I'm on this journey and I'm in the right, I'm, I'm totally on the right path because mm. nothing felt difficult, difficult. Um, which is like, I know it's hard to say because I know a lot of people do run into difficulties in finding that network, but it has all kind of very much landed um, right time, right place. Yeah. With a lot of, I, of myself, I put myself out there, I suppose, uh, quite a lot. Yeah. And you know, your, your network is really your net worth as well. Mm. And as you, as you grow your network and you start to meet different people that that mm -hmm. they, they recommend other people as well and I guess you know being in London uh, London is a great place for mm -hmm. the, the people that would be there to to help you mm -hmm. as well so mm -hmm. that's that's amazing that you were able to connect with all of those people mm -hmm. now before we go into South London because I want to talk to you about the uniqueness of what it is that you're doing um, but before then, let, let's go back a little bit before you started mm -hmm. St. London, because this is your first entrepreneurial um, yeah. journey. This is your first business. So before yeah. you got into creating a business, what did you do? What's your, your background that led you to this? Yeah. So for the last kind of 12 years, I've built a career in brand marketing. So and that's really um, spanned from talent um, brand kind of partnerships globally, predominantly anything that kind of touches music, fashion, sport. I've been very fortunate to work for some very big global brands, recognizable brands. Um, and my job was really always connecting these quite big um um recognizable brands to culture or to something that connected them to this younger generation or this audience that everyone's going after I suppose and for me as I was kind of reaching a time in my life I, I kind of always worked for these businesses as an entrepreneur I always felt that I was kind of giving my all and I turned it into somehow my lifestyle which I loved and um, but I always kind of felt there was this like higher purpose of me kind of having my own something um I, I, and I never knew what it was and if you asked me years ago if it was a candle business I would have probably laughed in your face there was absolutely no way that I saw that I, I saw a marketing agency maybe or a consultancy business where I helped people connect those dots and build partnerships and develop brands but to, ha to have my own brand that was, yeah. was absolutely not like there was no <laughs> way it's so funny but um well and it's interesting because it's not just like your ordinary candle business no. and that's what I found so fascinating when I met you as well because I do meet a lot of entrepreneurs and a, a lot who have candles beautiful candles a lot of them you know the eco-friendly ones made out of vegan wax and all of these different things which is great um but one of the things that i find is that a lot of the candle businesses really struggle and mm -hmm. it's not an easy business to be into because um the the volumes have to be really high and need to be able yeah. to to make a good margin on that where mm -hmm. um your business is a candle business with a twist 
and yeah. maybe tell people a little bit about some why it's a candle business with a twist it's not your normal candle business yeah okay so I mean the like the the our business is built off business to business mainly rather than direct to consumer. And that's really because we obviously have our e-com platform where we sell direct to consumer globally through Shopify. We um, sell in amazing like luxury stores like your Selfridges, your Kiev, all over the world. We're even in the UAE with a store there. Um, but we kind of ventured into this bespoke realm and and developing candles for brands um but the kind of the the the, the viewpoint or that kind of lens that i put on the candle is is more of a campaign i suppose and it was really like how do we build a product that tells a story to your audience and we we really yeah delve into something that they're interested in um I can maybe give one example. Would would you go out and pitch that idea to different brands or do you find that they come to you, that they hear about this and think that would be a great addition to what they're already doing? Yeah, I think, I think it very much, the business very much started on, on St. London building this amazing core collection where we were recognized for doing for doing that, for storytelling through products. So for instance, our boombox candle, which was the first candle we launched with, and many people may look at that and think, wow, that's so cool. It's a boombox candle, it's, it's big, it's got so much detail. But if you're a music fan, and if you were anywhere near the era of the Beastie Boys or LL Cool J, or you just love hip hop, you would recognize that boombox and you would be like, wow, that is the JVC RCM 90 model. And you may even go further and be like, wow, that was the same boombox that was used on LL Cool J's album cover called Radio when he was 16. So that specific kind of visual identity and story was brought through into the product and the detail. And I actually remember building that product with the 3D designer that I met and it was very in the early, early days. And I was like, I wanna, I wanna do this boombox. And he was like, okay, okay, cool. Um, kind of mocks me, mocks me something up and he sent it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, it's not got enough detail. I was like, it's missing this button. It's missing this, it's missing this, it's missing this. And he's like, oh, you what, you want all of that? I know like, it needs to be like for like. I was like, replica. it's about the story and it's about that um, nostalgia and that kind of um, storytelling in the product. And the one thing then what then it transfers into and this is kind of with my brand marketing kind of hat on is is an amazing press release right Mm. um specifically in this kind of product world and candle world that is so oversaturated um it's very hard one to get in any world a feature uh, a piece of free editorial about a product where it's going to commercially drive sales because in this day and age, that doesn't come for free. That's advertorial, yeah. right? But media titles yeah. want to get paid for it. Um, but because the product was one, just visually like so wow, so impactful. Um, and it come with this amazing story that that they these media titles knew their audience would love and go crazy for. They wrote about it. And then I think once that kind of, like switch kind of flipped in my head and I was like wow I've just built this product from scratch um in visual visually in my mind in my way it's an original product it has a St London logo on it and then I was like right okay anything is possible any shape any design any story any concept is possible and then it really got me thinking about okay I, I can build an amazing collection, but think of what I could do for, for brands and personality. Yeah. Um, and so a question for you about the boom box. Has mm-hmm. LL Cool J got the candle or has he seen no. the candle? Or- no, I don't believe so. And that's, but that's just one kind of story that this boom yeah. box has. It's not, it's not, it's just a story. And, and yeah. that would resonate with, some consumers but some consumers may look at that and think wow I was a Beastie Boy fan I remember that in their 
uh, album cover I remember that in a photo session I remember that on the front of this magazine in that era um, yeah because it was deemed and if you research this boombox it was the king of the boomboxes in that day and age um so with everything that we do we find we try to find something that tells stories in multiple ways not just in one way and not just one yeah. story um but yeah it, it just really really got me excited right from the beginning and then I was like I think I'm onto something and Definitely. then I was like I just need to go because at the beginning I was also working a double job and I never really mm. saw this as taking off and I obviously needed to pay my rent I needed to pay the bills and everything kind of it was such a risky time. I was like, do I leave? Do I do I do I start this? And you know, that mental battle that I suppose every kind of new entrepreneur has. Um and how far in were you to St. London before you decided to take the plunge and quit the day job? Um seven months, seven, eight months. Okay. And I did try I did try for two months to um continue consulting for my old kind of um agency that I worked for because I had an amazing class I was working with Formula One amazing talent and I loved it I, I didn't want to leave that part of my life um but the opportunities were just right in front of me and I was like okay I need to try this for I gave myself six months I was like okay, give myself six months I'll just give it everything I've got I was working probably like 18 hour days going to sleep entrepreneur life <laughs> but I was waking up at 6am pouring candles yeah. all through the day on my laptop it was ridiculous um and then it worked and I, I've never looked back and yeah at some times now you still you're still like oh you kind of still going still building and I think at the pace that I'm working it's very hard to appreciate what you've done as well yeah um, yeah which I know I, I that's to. kind of the the curse of being an entrepreneur sometimes right because we're always mm -hmm. like what's next what am I going to do what am I going to create and I found that in some of my first businesses as well that I had mm -hmm. grown so quickly and done so well that mm -hmm. I never really took the time to celebrate mm -hmm. how far I, I had come and it's so important because we doubt ourselves a lot as well right and you have those days you know, every entrepreneur has this, that you have days that, you know, you're on top of the world and then something yeah. happens and by lunchtime you're down <laughs> and it, it's, it's a roller coaster. And when you, when you can see where you came from and how far you've, you've gone, then, mm. then you're like, okay, actually yeah. I'm pretty good, but it can be so hard because we do have that doubt. Absolutely. And I, I had one of those days yesterday, or was it Monday? Complete that like day and and what and I think you kind of I, I, I do recognize how far I've come and the amazing things that are happening and what's happened um it's very hard to um show yourself that love or to yeah to tell yourself to tell yourself how one how good you're doing and we are human and we do need to hear that from other people. And when you are an entrepreneur, like running your own business, it is lonely. It's very lonely. Mm. And you don't get that, oh my God, that's a, you, you're not bouncing the ideas of people constantly. And even more so now, like I do have a team, but we're all working quite remotely. Um, yeah. There's even that loss, I suppose, of that kind of in the same office together almost. Um, yeah. I found that as well, that um, when I didn't have an office to begin mm. with, I found that really hard because I was also very much a people person mm. and found that I wasn't as productive when I was working at home. And then when I was in an office and you had other people you could talk to, um, mm. I found that for me as an extrovert, I thrived a lot more in having that, that around me. Um, yeah. I find that, that every entrepreneur is is different but what you were saying is really interesting is that you know we don't hear enough that we're doing a good job and when you have those doubts you almost need to have your because nobody understands what you're going through right except somebody who has done it 
before or who is going through the same thing yeah. as you that will have had a crap day the week before and be yeah. like, Haley, you know, come on, you know, you're amazing. Look at like yeah. everything you've achieved. And we need to find those people around yeah. us to be able to lift us up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it really just takes a, taking a 10 minutes out, 15 minutes out, just calling a friend, calling a loved one, yeah, just talking about how you're feeling. And, and within five minutes, they're just reminding you of all of your amazing wins that you've had and what you've yeah. done. And then, okay. Yeah. I like, it's almost like deep breath. Okay. Yeah. I am like, it is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. just, that reassure it's the reassurance that um and I think at such as so many people like outwardly perceive you I'm, I was speaking to someone Monday and I was like do you know what I'm having a little bit of a down day I'm, I feel like I need like a little bit of a mental health kind of switch off day today and just be in yeah. my own thoughts and um she 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 just kind of like yeah lifted lifted me up and it was it was nice but she also owns her own business and it was like we were just moaning to each other I suppose about being quite lonely but yeah but it is um I mean that's one of the reasons why I created Female Fusion as well is because when you're surrounded by women who get it Mm. that journey is less lonely and you have the women that you can call or you can whatsapp or whatever Mm. that just Mm -hmm pick you up because everybody everybody needs that <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean you you I mean we are we're humans we have down yeah. days but mm-hmm. I mean you're you're freaking amazing and what you have come up with and what you have done with sent London in such a short period is mm. so um I want to say inspirational, but, you know, I feel that that word is overused so much and people go, oh, you're so inspirational. But, you know, Mm. it is really like such a rock star that you've within two years in a very short period gone Mm. from, you know, kind of doing set London, having your day job to quitting that and really growing the business. And you Mm. just when I ran into you, you had just finished doing a collab um which is so phenomenal take me through tell everybody what your recent collaboration was and how that went down so the the most recent collaboration which is just kind of finished now was with Elton John so I mean like I was like in disbelief not disbelief no that's the wrong word I was in belief but I was I was just amazed how this opportunity actually come to me. Um, And we activated uh, two products for them. We manufactured them in our studio in London, Um, 100% natural kind of candles. We went with a 3D collectible candle that was very limited edition and numbered, um, sealed. Um, It was beautiful. It was actually, um, he's a uh, platform boot let's say that he wore in in a lot of his kind of stage performances and then we also run a smaller glass candle um that was sold alongside that and the reason for doing that um not to go too much into kind of like the consumer view on this but it was to really give his audience two opportunities to buy into a product right so there is the free yeah collectible piece that was much higher retail cost and that's for the real kind of like hardcore Elton John fans that collect all of his merch and they want a piece of kind of like history obviously it was his his, his final tour like he's never going to be touring again yeah. um, and then you had something um, at the lower kind of uh, tier of the retail price and um, that was more the scalable product that was for the everyday kind of Elton John fan or the some person that wanted to gift someone or if you wanted a token after the concert to kind of remember it by. And the and most amazing thing about this project was that Elton actually picked the fragrance himself. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Did you, so did you get to meet Elton? No, he, um, so okay. we, we went to see him in concert last week and we was invited to his box and stuff, but he's in a COVID bubble at the moment. Ah. 
Um, okay. So it's to protect him, obviously, because he's performing. Yeah. In London, I think it was. Um, but we it was his birthday two weeks ago, and we sent him the candles and some of our collection to his house in Windsor for his birthday. And then I got an email from his team and was like, can you please send us your address? Elton would like to send you a thank you note. <gasps> I was like, sorry? And now I was like, okay. So I was just waiting for this kind of um, something. I didn't know what it was wow. to come through. He actually sent um, myself, and it was addressed to the team as well, uh, a letter basically saying how much he loved the candles and it was so thoughtful of, of us to send them. And, yeah, like, much love, Elton. And we were just like, wow. Wow. It was just, yeah, it was just like the cherry on the cake. It kind of made all of the hard work and the development and everything that the team put into the project all worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, it was and incredible. I, that needs to be one of those things that you also keep. And when you have those down days as well, that you pull that out and you go, I'm freaking amazing. You yeah. know, like I might not feel like it today, but less than two years in business and I do this. I mean, yeah. that's not that's not luck, right? You know, that's down yeah. to you being very strategic in how you have positioned your business, and it's so clever yeah. that um, that you've done that. Yeah, I I think that the the thought process around building a candle brand and very much building the brand first, as I was saying. So it was very much trying to find a uh, like a grounding of the brand that was defined by sport, fashion, music, kind of all of these interests that we we wanted to connect with through um, this new audience. Um, and these, and then the brands that we're working with, they also want to connect with this audience. So it was kind of like, okay, there's a lot of um, synergy with kind of, our brand and, and and what you're trying to reach or what you're already reaching. Um, and then there's, and then after that is born a story or the concept and it, it's, it's, it's great. It's great to be recognized by the, the kind of like the ethos of the brand that I've tried to build because it, it shows mm. that I suppose everything I've done to date has, is being perceived in the way that I want it to be perceived. Um, like we can collaborate with fashion brands and it makes sense. We can collaborate with music icons and it makes sense because we've done things like the boombox and we've done things like the basketball candle and the NFL candle in our core collection. So when we're venturing out into these different worlds with brands, it all makes sense and no one's like, oh, why is that happening? Or that don't make sense. So yeah, yeah. That, it, that feels good. That feels really good. And one of the questions I hear a lot from entrepreneurs is around mm -hmm. the whole area of collaborations and mm -hmm. how they go about doing that. And the first couple of times it can feel a bit overwhelming and a bit scary that how mm -hmm. you find the right people to collaborate with. What kind of mm -hmm. advice would you give? Because you've gone out in a very short period of time and done collaborations with Elton John. I think you were saying with Hunter Welly Boots. What other brands uh, have you collaborated with? Um, so we've collaborated with Adidas, um, Tanqueray Number 10, um, Ciroc, Sakapa, um, Nando's, Hunter, obviously Elton John. We did an amazing project the World Cup and with Adidas again, but with a lot of like icon players. Um, again, like I, I don't like to use the word fortunate. Someone told me not to use the word fortunate. I always say I was fortunate to have the career that I had, and it led me to where yeah, I am now. You worked for it. You worked for it. Yes, <laughs> that's you what someone said to me yeah. the other day. Yeah, they were like, "You're not fortunate. You worked bloody hard, and you deserve now." And to do you, would you hear a guy say that? And this is the thing a lot of times yeah. that we as women can be so humble, but you need to mm. own it. We all um, need to own it. Yeah, I, I think that one thing that I, I'm quite good at is keeping relationships. I've never, I've never had a relationship, friendship, 
relationship, business, like people that I've worked with, where I, I don't feel like I could call them, whether it be five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and activate that relationship in some form. Um, and that was the beauty of where I am now. I've just activated my kind of network, um, whether that be through um, support that I need on projects, a videographer, um, a photographer, or um, a PR specialist, or um, anyone. I've, I've kind of, I've not actually worked with anyone when it comes to my own business yet that is someone that I don't know, <laughs> which is the but scary thing. Yeah, but that's also great, right, that as you go along that you build these relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes entrepreneurs forget that, that it, it, it's you build up these relationships over time and mm -hmm. it's not that you're, you want something from it, that you, and you might help them at a that's certain period of time as well. Like it's, it, it's a give and take sort of relationship that you support each other in business yeah. And I see some entrepreneurs that will go into a relationship or go to a networking event or mm -hmm. even online and look at how can I sell or how can I get business from these people rather mm -hmm. than looking at it like from a place of how can I help or how can I be mm -hmm. of service first? And then maybe, you know, in the future that they might be able to support you when you need them as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you really mastered that. Yeah, I, and I would say that is the frame of mind of when I come to that event um, in London with, with yourself. Um, there was no expectation to kind of yeah. win business or to sell candles or to whatever. It was just more, I'm just going to go. I'm going to meet some interesting people. I don't know what field they're going to be from or what background or anything. And it's just open-mindedness um yeah and I do I do that almost weekly there's a lot of meetings that I take and and people are like oh, is that not gonna like is that are you gonna get anything out of this or is there gonna be like a, a uh, is there an objective and I'm just like do you know what sometimes it's just good to to talk yeah you, you, there's always kind of like one or two point connection away from where you need to be I think in any yeah conversation or relationship that you have and it's just always good to be at the front of someone's mind um so then when they are when this person if you've helped them or you've connected them with someone else and widen their network that why wouldn't they do that for you if they were sitting in the right in front of the right person that they felt you needed to meet they would then connect you so um, I'm a big big believer in just widening your network and your relationship yeah. and just building that because um, you can never be connected to enough people, I think. And do you know, I see, um, I'm really fortunate being in Female Fusion that I meet all of these businesses all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you almost get a bird's eye view about how people's businesses are run and what they're doing in different entrepreneurial styles. And mm -hmm. I see that the most successful businesses and business women, because that's I'm surrounded by business women, are mm -hmm. the ones who really focus on relationships and never from a selling point of view but more mm -hmm. of a giving connecting I'm coming mm -hmm. to this with an open mind and it all just mm -hmm. starts to flow but it takes mm -hmm. time it's not like mm -hmm. you know I've had some people say to me oh you know this is totally rubbish and they've gone to mm -hmm. one meeting and they expected that they were going to sell lots of whatever their product or mm -hmm. service was they didn't and then they're like oh that's terrible this isn't for me rather mm -hmm. than looking at it and going it's really interesting to learn about these businesses and what they're doing. And you also don't know what these people do or who they know. And mm -hmm. they could end up recommending other people to you as well. Exactly. exactly. The power exactly. of network is huge. Yeah. And I even if you do feel like, I mean, I went into a meeting yesterday where it has the potential to be a huge collaboration for next year. Um, but I just went in and I just wanted to introduce myself and show the products and just explain more about what I do and just almost plant a seed and and just leave them to come up with their own like um ideas and brainstorm yeah. and just 
get them excited basically and I think that especially when you're kind of like a small independent business and you, you if you're not passionate about your brand and if you can't talk about it in a very like authentic organic and exciting way like you can't expect someone else to buy into it so I, I love doing those meetings because it just it just floods out of me <laughs> like the excitement and and people latch on to that and then they're left yeah. excited and they want to do it as well um so yeah I, um, I love that that's really like what you're explaining as well is the you know the power of you being involved in your business and being able to tell those stories as well because mm-hmm. nobody can tell the story and share the information like you can and I see sometimes that entrepreneurs try to outsource some of those things so especially you know and, and let's say five years from now your business mm-hmm. is probably going to be massive that you most likely won't have that time to mm-hmm. take all of those meetings but mm-hmm. especially in the beginning that to to be that one that's really sharing the story and building those relationships is like the foundation of what your your business is going to be built on and I find it surprising when some businesses start out that owners will try and outsource all of that and I'm like but you know they can't tell the story they can't share the vision in the way that you can because only you have that vision yeah absolutely and I think that in in the first as, and again just going back harping on that like that kind of like brand first mentality rather than yeah. product first and um, so important to me to be to not to, to yeah to be authentic with the brand and I'm kind of the authenticity stamp at the moment um, and I'm finding it because I am also on the cusp where I'm running out of time I do yeah. need I probably do need like some another me a business development yeah. manager or someone that I could leave to have those more kind of development conversations, whether it be with brands or with stores or whatever it is. And yeah, there's an element of, of trust and and just letting go. So it's, it's a two-sided coin, really, I think, when it comes to that piece. It's like you want you want to stay so close to the business and build yeah. it as long as possible, but there, there, there will come that time where you're like, okay, I need to really prioritise where my time needs to be invested. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I was going to say, but that's exciting, right? That that is, um, I've had a few businesses and that's the really exciting period. Like the exciting period is in the beginning when you're growing it and building it and it's going really well. But then when you scale up, and you're kind of like at the half a million point, mm-hmm. and then you kind of scale up again, and you're getting close to seven figures. It's a completely mm-hmm. different business, and what you did at kind of half a million is very different compared to a million or, or, or reaching towards that. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like new level, new devil in a way, right? That it's you've got to find those people, and finding the people that have the same vision as you, and it's hard sometimes to to let go of that but I found too and you'll probably find this as well that you'll bring other people in and if you when you find the right people that they'll add so much as well that they'll add a different dimension to it we'll be like oh I didn't think about that um because the goal that we we want to be working on the business not in the business and you know you're probably going to want to be doing more at those higher level meetings and meeting other people like Elton John and coming up with these really cool campaigns do you have actually do you have a um a dream campaign that you would like to do is there any brand that you haven't worked with that's your dream I'm, I'm not going to go and give specifics with brands, but I have a dream, which is slow, is coming more of a reality and it should do this year and next, but to kind of do an icon series. And I think really based on what our kind of soul is as a brand. So obviously Elton was a dream project in the yeah. music sphere. And then I, I kind of have something lined up in film as well that I can't go into, but um, yeah. And then I want to kind of go into some a dream kind of icon collab in sport and, and fashion and even design as well. Um, mm. So that's kind of my dream 
project without saying a specific brand. I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. But and, just go, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to just um, just backtrack a bit and, and talk about the kind of um, growing the, the team as such and, and, yeah. and finding staff because that's also the hardest thing as well. And it's really, I think, for me, because we, I, I essentially have created this new product that, um these 3d super high level detailed candles that come with kind of like a film and tv standard of product development so it's like this level of um candle artistry that i couldn't call uh, an ex-candle manufacturer and be like okay there's a job opening here do you want to come and join the team yeah. because they don't know how to make these candles um or they may but not with the the processes that we're using it's very much something that has just been born through meeting the right people and pulling in the right team. So yeah, the the finding the right staff is very difficult, as any business will know. But, Absolutely. Um, and also, like we run all of our own production, so everything that you see that we put out, whether that's our core collection or whether that's um, our partnered collections, is all handcrafted and handmade in our studio in London. So we wow. don't outs- we don't outsource anything. Like whether that be production, um, like PR, social media management, um, everything we do in house, um, and I think that's the that's the kind of again the difference of when we look at collaborations. I had a, with the same meeting that I was in yesterday. It was like okay, we talked about the product development costs and and um, and the tooling and and everything to get them to a product that they're happy with. And then we almost work with them on a buy-in model, just like I would with a, a luxury retail store with our core collection, that kind of wholesale retail yeah. model where they commercialize the product. And then <laughs> without me even saying, they were like, okay, well, and then what's almost like the brand partnership fee? And it, which is something that I do talk about now because we as a brand have a media value. Um, of course. Which, which brands appreciate because we are featured in a lot of press. Like our products do show up in 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 editorial and and people do are excited about what we're doing as a brand and and who we're collaborating with so and that's kind of that was the that was one of the goals and I'm probably reflecting now more than I ever have on on that subject because at the beginning I was very much of the at the kind of setting a goal that I want to build this brand where other brands come to and they they yeah. want to want to connect with us and they want to connect with our audience and what what we're about at our core um and did you find it did you find it hard in the beginning to to ask for for money for that um in the beginning no i i don't think so because again it's kind of my background and i kind of i know I think as obviously as the brand's grown, the value has grown. Um, yeah. But also when you, when, when, especially when we're collaborating with brands, they're not, we're, we're, we're far more than the candle manufacturer. The way they're kind of, we're giving them, we're writing press releases with them. We're servicing it out to editors that we have really great relationships with. We're creating um, content for them with our photographers, our videographers. Like we're kind of, we're we're making the candles but we're also this agency as well that's um giving so so much more which then kind of warrants that brand kind of partnership um fee yeah um which again is is everyone's kind of like not blown away but like they're like wow so it's just so much more like they could they kind of visualize just okay you order the products you get the product um but we're like no how can we make this big how can we make this into a story how can we service this out the press how can we just get as many people talking about this as possible um and that's where the value is right that's the value yeah that is the value and that's the point of that the point of difference is obviously creating a a show-stopping kind of visual product but secondary it's okay we come with a very robust team that has a lot of experience in this world of partnerships and 
launches with different products and and that's where we can really add value as, as a mm. as a brand and as a as just a team of experts I suppose and I guess you're you're in some ways saving them money because they're not going to have to go and do all of that other stuff associated with it that they get all of that when they partner with you as well yeah yeah and <laughs> I don't know if it's like a detriment to to my my livelihood but um off the back of doing that with one brand in 2021 that turned into quite a huge project where they had us doing private dining experiences for like editors and influencers and parties it's now turned that they've kind of come to me to to launch different products and different brands that are unrelated to candles so yeah it's like the secondary business that's called um send creative which is almost a marketing agency that helps brands launch partnerships and influencer gifting and 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 kind of brand advocacy programs or if they want a photographer or videographer again it's just activating my network um but because wow. they kind of work what we did for them as St London and their brand they're like okay we've got this other brand and we're launching this product it's it's a chocolatier and it's this and can you help and I'm like of course um yeah. so yeah open up your little black book <laughs> yeah and 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 that is that is it that is it for any business you're you're you can't be a successful business without an amazing team um yeah. or network um and you you just well, need to act as much as possible well i think that you know very that came up very clearly today is that you know your your network and your relationships are everything mm-hmm. when whether you're just starting out or you've been in business for a while, that that was really what is going to help your business grow, having the right team to support you and Mm -hmm. also making sure that you're still involved in that business and driving the vision forward because that is, you know, St. London is you. And, you know, they're they're buying into your creativity and want to have a part of of Haley as part of that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your, what's coming up next? Um, You were talking about your icon series. Do you have any other big, exciting things that you can share that um, what's coming up next for your business? So we have, we're obviously going to be growing our core collection. Um, We are going to be launching in different luxury outlet stores around the world globally and obviously growing our kind of messaging direct to consumer. Um, but a big part of um, what I want to do in the upcoming months is more like education around the candle market and the sustainability, especially around our brand. Um, we we have an amazing kind of process where we keep our carbon footprint extremely low because we do not like import or move things around the world like um, at all in terms of materials that we use like even down to the wax pellets that we we use in our candles and manufactured in the UK um and we have a zero waste production policy so what that means is if there was a candle that wasn't used or it come out defected which a lot a lot of candles do it's not a straightforward process <laughs> um they go back into the wax tank and we melt them down and we make other candles um, and we feel really strongly about having a, a zero waste production um and yeah, everything that we use is high grade, super sustainable, 100% natural, vegan, um, friendly to breathe, no, absolutely zero paraffins. And I think that there's so many other brands out there in the world that are quite outdated. And yeah, even to this day, don't really, don't really tell their consumers what they're putting in their products either. Um, it's quite scary because people are so burning it in your house right and the people are so bought into the lifestyle of the brand I mean I was before I started my own candle brand I was bought into the lifestyle of so many different luxury candle brands and I never really I never really knew what I had in my home or what it was made of and so I want to go on a bit of a mission to kind of educate in in that kind of area of the business um 
and whether that's something that we do on our own or we do with a collaboration with another brand and because we've been approached about something on that front um should be something that's coming up at the end of this year which will be really nice Oh, that's so exciting. I just, I love your, your business. And, you know, the thing that I thought when I, I met you, so I was like, this is just not another candle brand, that there is just so much to that. And I hope that so many people can take inspiration from that and see that if you have a bit of a twist to it and you have a story behind what you're doing, the potential that you can have with your, your business. And it's so exciting to see what you've done in such a short period of time. It's just, and you really do need to be proud of that Haley, because you (laughs) have achieved a massive amount in such a short period of time. And I'm really fortunate that we got to, to meet you in London um, in female fusion Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really look forward to seeing what's going to be coming up over the next couple of months and the next year yeah. and seeing the collabs and the different types of candles. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Even in the like imminent weeks, we've got some things coming out. And, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I do need to sit back and kind of appreciate what's been done today, but I'm, I'm just... <laughs> all eyes on the on the future and the roads ahead I'm just kind of like running yeah <laughs> running. Well, it sounds like right. you need to give yourself a little celebration <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly I yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story with us and I'm sure we're going to have you on the podcast again in the next year to hear how things have changed so much and share some of your lessons learned as you build Scent London as well so Hayley Mac thank you so much for joining oh, us today it's been a pleasure How does it sound coming and joining me and 10 other fabulous female entrepreneurs in Mykonos, Greece on the 20th to 22nd of May? We are having our first female fusion retreat in the beautiful island of Mykonos where we are going to be working on thinking big, thinking big in our business, planning our next big bold business moves, masterminding together, but at the same time, slowing down to speed up. If this sounds like something for you, head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash Mykonos and why not apply to join us in Mykonos on the 20th to 22nd of May.